When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. On the Golden Hurricane Sports Network from Learfield, live from the original Rib Crib at 16th and Harvard, welcome to the Philip Montgomery Show, presented by Rib Crib. Get ready to talk Golden Hurricane football for the next hour with the head coach of the University of Tulsa football, Philip Montgomery. Now, here is your host, Bruce Howard. Good evening, everybody, and we welcome you to the Rib Crib, uh, the 16th in Yale location, the original location of the Rib Crib where they have the best barbecue in town, and it is the Philip Montgomery Radio Show. For the next hour, your chance to uh, hear about TU football as Tulsa coming off a, you know, unusual Friday night game, but, you know, that's what the schedule says, so you play on a Friday night. And Tulsa goes to Philadelphia and picks up a very important road win as they defeat Temple 27-16 to to get to 3-4 and four on the season and pick up a, uh, a needed win in the American Athletic Conference. So outstanding performance uh, by the guys. And we're joined by the head coach. And, Coach, uh, what were you most proud of? Tell us about your thoughts after you've looked at tape. Yeah, you know, I was, I was really proud of how resilient our guys were. Obviously, we didn't start the way we wanted to offensively. Uh, I thought defense really, uh, really kind of held us into the game early. And uh, I thought uh, guys really stayed resilient at that point and moving forward. And, 
kind of got back on pace, got back on track, and then things started rolling a little bit better for us. I thought we did some really nice things in the run game offensively that we've been really working on trying to expand, and it was good to see uh, that kind of take off last week. Uh, but I thought uh, it's a good team win. All three phases really contribute, but I thought our defense played outstanding. You know, how many times during your time at TU has it been a 60-minute game? Almost every game, it seems like. I mean, every game, it's close going into the fourth quarter. You have to fight and struggle and win or fight and struggle to hang on to the lead. Whatever it is, it's a 60-minute game. So when they're up 10 nothing and you have zero pass yards at the end of one in one quarter, no panic, or what's the? what are you thinking? No, I think our guys just understand. Uh, we do have 60 minutes, and, and we're going to get on track. we got to get some things going and, and start building and get into a little bit of rhythm. You know, that drive where we started off on the six-yard line and took it down and scored, I thought that was a very important drive for us offensively to kind of get our mindset in the right spot right there, kind of get a little rhythm about us, and then uh, continue to take that long drive because you know how hard it is when you're backed up like that. Uh, to be able to go down and get points, but especially a touchdown. And and uh, I thought that was a big momentum swing for us. Yeah, and it's not like uh, you caught on fire and scored 43 points in the no. second quarter or anything, but I thought that you mentioned that that drive, that long drive, you're, you're cooped up in your, inside your own territory. You just never know what play it is that kind of catches your team on fire. And maybe it was not any particular play, although I think the penalty that Santana forced was big on a third down play. But it was maybe that entire drive that caught you guys going. Yeah, I thought we did a good job of mixing things up between the run and the pass. Uh, You know, like you said, uh, had I thought some explosive runs in that drive that really helped us, uh, as well as, uh, you know, a 10-yard throw here, a 9-yard throw there, another 13-yard throw here. Uh, and I think as you're playing off of each other in that instance, uh, I think it allows you to get into a little bit more comfort, a little bit more rhythm, and uh, we needed it at that particular stage. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, a game where you fell behind, but as you mentioned, the defense did a very nice job of keeping you in it, especially after the second davis Brin interception. You know, they held the fort and forced a field goal, and uh, 10 nothing is not nearly as daunting as, as 14 or 17 nothing, right? Well, exactly, and, and like I said, we didn't, didn't really want to start that way. Uh, that wasn't the plan going into it, but obviously things happen, uh, but it's how you kind of, Uh, bounce back, how you recover, and uh, I thought our football team did a nice job of that. Yeah, and I'm not going to overanalyze this or dissect it too far, but I thought Davis Brin's first pass, and and now that you've looked at the the tape, you can kind of comment on this, I didn't think that was that bad of a pass. It wasn't like it was way inside or woefully underthrown. You know, it was for Stokes, and Stokes was on a linebacker, which is the wonderful, you know, that's a great kind of matchup you had. I just thought their linebacker made a heck of a play. Well, I thought he had a good break on the ball. You know, at the end of the day, as you look and break down the tape and, and, and all the intricacies that kind of go into that play, you know, it's a it's a decision probably that we go ahead and hand the football right there, and, and I think we had a, a decent run, but that's part of the decision-making and the things that, that we work on each and every day, and he's been exceptional at that throughout the year. And so uh, that's one of those instances where it kind of came back and bit us a little bit. But that being said, uh, I thought it was a very good play uh, by the linebacker and, and the way he broke on it. Yeah, he got out there. And then and then after, after Davis threw his second one, I mean, any player, any a senior, whatever, would be a little bit, you know, discouraged, disconsolate, maybe even a little hesitant to to throw it in to fit it into a in, into a big a smaller window or whatever. How did he recover? 
I thought he did a nice job of bouncing back. I mean, obviously, uh, he got into a little bit of rhythm on that drive. I think that helped. Uh, I thought our receivers did a nice job of continuing to work and, and find spots for him. Uh, offensive line, again, continuing to grow, especially in the pass protection side of it. Uh, we got to do a good job of, of finding uh, those areas that we can go attack, uh, but also keeping him upright, and that's a big part of it. Uh, you know, as a quarterback, as you sit back there, uh, that comfort level is very important. And as you're getting the ball out and being in rhythm and doing those things, I thought he caught that rhythm. I thought the offensive line did a nice job uh, as we continued to build. But getting the running game going and being able to play those things off of each other is going to help us. Yeah, boy, that running game did get going, and we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go on to Daneric Prince with 231 yards, a new career high for him. First game of the year that Tulsa had somebody over 100, and it was over 200, and boy, did he, boy, did Tulsa need it, and boy, did he come through uh, for the Golden Hurricane. And Coach, it, it appeared he kind of banged up his ankle early on, but he was pretty tough, wasn't he? He came back and got the majority of his yards after it appeared he might have been kind of shaken up. Yeah, he really did. You know, uh, he he had a little bit of something going on, uh, was able to kind of get on the sideline, get it warmed back up, and, and really had an exceptional game after that. But I thought, again, uh, you know, our offensive line, our tight ends did a nice job. But we had all, th- all four of those backs played the other night, and I thought all of them contributed in different ways. Obviously, Daneric had a breakout game and was unbelievable. Uh, but I thought those guys really did a nice job of playing off of each other. Yeah, and it was not only Daenerys Prince with the 231 yards, but remember that first touchdown was an 18-yard reception, a nice throw by Bryn, and uh, Daenerys not only got the first down, but got the touchdown, and that helped uh, get Tulsa going. It is homecoming, by the way, folks, as Tulsa gets ready for SMU coming up on Saturday. The game time is 2.30, and yeah, it was a little bit of a late uh, announcement on that, just because that's the way it happens. Sometimes your your game gets designated as what they call a six-day out game and that ended up being TU against SMU and so uh, yesterday or I guess late Saturday we find out it's a 2:30 game we'll be on the air starting at 1:30 TU coming in 3 and 4 1 and 2 SMU is 3 and 4 one and two. It's the 29th meeting between the two. And as you might expect, those that have uh, followed the series, it's very close. SMU leads 15-13 overall in the series. But Tulsa has won eight of the 13 games uh, right here in Tulsa. So that's what we have going. We've got all sorts of stuff going on. It's homecoming, but it's also homecoming week. Uh, we want to remind you that registration closes tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, the 25th. Uh, for some of the various events. So please visit tualumni.com slash homecoming for details and registration for those events that you need to uh, register for and that sort of thing. But uh, best of all is we have the, the pet rally and the bonfire coming up on Friday. We also, uh, you know, during the game or before the game on Saturday, uh, thanks to the great folks at Rib Crib. We have a beer garden going on in Chapman Commons, of course, all year long. That has been a very special, special event for us out there at Chapman Commons, the, the pregame. That's right over near 11th Street. But the Rib Crib Beer Garden is something special out of Chapman Commons. So not only we get the burgers and the dogs and the drinks and the beer and all of that stuff, but some of the great Rib Crib barbecue also will be there on Saturday. So want a big shout-out, certainly, to a TU alumnus and former TU football player uh, Garrett Mills. Uh, class of 2006 for his support on that and, of course, supporting this show as well. In a moment, we'll be back and talk more TU football, the Hurricane SMU, coming up on Saturday. Again, 2.30 is kickoff. This is the Philip Montgomery Radio Show from Learfield. At Rib Crib, we tip our hats to craftsmanship. 
When you take your sweet time and do it by hand without shortcuts, it always leads to the good stuff. The pitmasters at Rib Crib practice their craft every single day, slow smoking with hickory around the clock to bring you righteous ribs, sit your butt down brisket, smoked chicken, pulled pork, and all the other good stuff you love. Rib Crib, smoking the good stuff. Just imagine you in a luxurious Mercedes cruising the open road in style. Let yourself dare to dream during River Spirit's Mercedes giveaway. The ultimate dream car could be your reality when you play for one of two Mercedes-Benz SUVs. Earn entries daily with your Connect card for both dreamy car giveaways on October 29th. So what are you waiting for? Dare to dream big and play for your 2022 Mercedes SUV. Only at River Spirit Casino Resort. MidFirst Bank is proud to support TU Athletics and offer the TU Visa debit card. Show your golden hurricane pride with every purchase. It's the safest and most convenient way to access your funds, and it's accepted at millions of locations worldwide. You can also manage your TU Visa debit card with card controls, available on the MidFirst mobile app. Visit any MidFirst banking center today or go to midfirst.com slash hurricanes for details. MidFirst Bank, member FDIC. There's a lot of hype around electric vehicles right now, but there are also a lot of questions, too. How far can they go on a single charge? How long does it take to charge the batteries? Do they have good performance? Do they require a lot of maintenance? At PSO, we get it. You've got electric vehicle questions. Fortunately, we have answers. Here's to making informed decisions. Learn more about electric vehicles at psoklahoma.com. Knowledge is power. First down, back to pass, Bryn. Blitz coming. He steps up. Now he throws. Left side, caught by Stokes at the 37-yard line and yanked backwards. And that's about a nine-yard gain. And I think that is the record for Stokes. He is now at 32 on the game. And the nine-yard gain makes him the all-time leader in receiving yards for the Golden Hurricane. Now back to pass, Bryn on second and one. Throws over the middle, and a lunging catch at the 25, and down to the 23-yard line, Santana. And so T.U. quickly to the line. Second and goal, by the way, again, congratulations to Keelan Stokes, the all-time leading receiver for the Golden Hurricane. It came in the midst of this frenetic kind of drive that Tulsa's put together, but it did, it did come on that nine-yard reception and the Golden Hurricane receiver, Keelan Stokes, number one on the list, and just passed Howard Twilley. Congratulations to Keelan. Uh, it's, it sounds great. You know, it, it sounds like a big accomplishment. Um, I feel like I wouldn't be here without my team, though. You know, uh, half of the balls I caught, it, you know, it wouldn't mean nothing. So, I mean, they helped me out. O-line blocking, quarterback throwing a great ball for me to catch it. So, I mean, like, it's, it's really like a, a team effort for me right here. So, I mean, like, I'm, I'm very grateful, very thankful, but I just, I just thank my team, really. And there you have it, Keelan Stokes, the all-time receiver in Tulsa history, uh, yardage-wise with uh, that nine-yarder that he had in the midst of that, uh, that drive toward the end of the uh, second quarter. And uh, a big play, and, and Coach Montgomery uh, rejoining. You guys were pacing, you know, at that point. Uh, Temple getting it down because a couple of things, you wanted to pace him, but two, 
it was closing down to the end of the second quarter. So we didn't have a chance to kind of <laughs> dial it up and talk a lot about it. And so we kind of repeated it at the end. But I don't think Sleep cared either. He wanted to get ready and run the next play, didn't he? Well, and that's the thing you love about uh, Keelan or Sleep, as we all refer to him. You know, he's always been a team guy. Uh, he's one of those guys that uh, he's one of the hardest workers we have. It doesn't matter if it's the off season or in season. Um, he's a guy that has always been about the team, and he's been one of our team leaders now for the last three years. Uh, but that win was just as important to him, if not more important, than breaking the record. And, you know, just the history that is involved with TU football. And when you start talking about Howard Twilley and, and what he has done over his career, not only at TU but uh, beyond that, uh, what a huge accomplishment for Keelan. And uh, I think it's just a, a tribute to how hard he's worked, how diligent he's been, how, um, you know, just on his on his skill set and developing and, and the way he has grown in his career here has just been amazing. Yeah, and, you know, he's, he's a young man that is so determined. He never gives up, and, and sometimes he never gives up as he's struggling for more yardage, and he popped the ball out once in a while. I mean, anytime he's ever made a mistake, it's because he's tried uh, extra hard trying to get that extra yardage, cause, and that's just the way he plays. Well, that's just he has a passion for this game. Um, and he loves the camaraderie of the team and, and what that means and, and us doing it together. But uh, he, he's one of those throwback type players. It doesn't matter if you ask him to run down on kickoff, he'll be fine doing that. You ask him to go block a defensive end or get in the backfield and go block for the running back or you want me to catch a tough ball across the middle, you need me to go outside. Whatever you need, uh, he's always one of those guys that's going to step up and say, whatever you need, coach, whatever we need to do for the team, I'm ready. Yeah, and he has done it for, for you know, six, five-plus years, obviously, and a, and a really terrific punt returner. Uh, when he gets the ball and he's got a little bit of space, he can make people miss and get those all-purpose yards you need, the, kind of the hidden yardage. He really has, and he's, he's done that for multiple years for us now. And, you know, even in the early part of his career, we put him back there as a kickoff return guy. And, and again, you know, he'll do anything you ask him to do, uh, and he's going to give you everything he's got. And so you have to be kind of smart with, with Keelan a little bit because uh, you can get him banged up in a hurry if you're not if you're not careful. And so you want to pick and choose how you do that. I think it's been really great this year because, you know, all four of those receivers have really stepped up and played extremely well. And so being able to spread the ball around and, and take some pressure off of, of – Everybody trying to double him or doing this, doing that. Those guys have all contributed in, in such a great way. And so it's been balanced, and, and that's been great for us. Well, and I bet if you asked him to go play defensive end because you needed him, <laughs> he would do it, wouldn't he? Yeah, he played with it. I mean, you want to play linebacker, he'll, he'll stick his face in there. So he, he's not scared of anything. I can promise you that. I remember a few years back when his older brother, Keevan, of course, was finishing out his career. And I can't remember if they were – was, was uh, Keelan – on campus as a freshman redshirting when Keevan was still playing, or was it It was the next year that he came, right? And I remember Keevan uh, pointing out to Rick Corey and said, this, this is my little brother here, and uh, he's going to be the next great one. And and Rick looked at him kind of like, he doesn't look like Keevan. He's not as thick as Keevan, and boy, he he might get, but he obviously got stronger and stronger and stronger and took a took takes hits as good as anybody I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, now he's he's heavier than Keevan was when he Is played. Is that right? Wow. And, uh, you know, Keevan, Keevan dealt with some injuries as well. But, uh, you know, 
as far as weight room numbers and things like that, he, he surpassed his brother, and, and, and we have to be careful with him because the weight room really agrees with Keelan. And so if you're not careful, he gets a little bit too bulky. And so uh, you have to be smart on the way he trains and where his body's at, and, and he understands that more than anyone. I assume in the, uh, the nature of the drive that you guys are putting together, neither you or Keelan had any idea, right? That, that he yeah, had just I, set the record, I assume, right? You know, obviously going into the game, you knew he was close, right? I think we all yeah. we all knew where that part of it was. But as far as the flow of the game and what was going on, I had had no clue. And and honestly, you know, after the game, um, knew that he had accomplished it. But uh, you know, at the end of it, I think we were all excited about the win, getting a big road win, and and as a team, and and that part was the main focus. And then obviously. Uh, being able to celebrate that and then announce it to our football team in the locker room after the game that he had he had accomplished that with, like he said, with all their help. Yeah, you know, the ESPN broadcast, unfortunately, uh, they got it wrong. They actually said that he said it in his fourth catch, which, which was in the second half. They had, must have had a gink in their stats or something like that. They had him only with 27 at halftime. He had 32. At any rate, it, in, in case you're wondering, it was set in the second quarter. And unfortunately... <laughs> All the local TV guys went with what ESPN said. They're they're like highlighting this one play, five-yard gain in the second half is the one that broke the record. But, folks, believe me, it was the one in the second quarter. But who cares? He broke it, right? At at the end of the day, that's that's really the accomplishment is what it's all about. And so, so proud of him. And I think the great part about it is, is he understands what a feat it was and is and how impactful Howard Twilley and and what he did here and not just Howard because there's a lot of great receivers on that list oh yeah a lot of great receivers obviously Howard's at the top of it uh, but there's some names that he passed on that list that had unbelievable careers not only here but elsewhere yeah his brother and obviously Dan Bitson and Kier Garrett and a whole bunch of a whole bunch of others that uh, that he has passed so that's you know congratulations for sure and 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 credit to Howard I mean how many people have a record that lasts 57 years? I mean, goodness, you know? I mean, <laughs> well, nobody. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, good grief. Uh, but that was an unbelievable mark. And I, I will tell you, you know, really, Sleep, when he first got here, he wasn't concerned about being at the top of it. He really just wanted to break his brother's record. And yes. that, was, that was really his goal. <laughs> so that at the end of the day, it was really more the brotherly part of it than what is anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Howard is no longer the number one guy on the list at TU, but he still does have a record that I'm not sure will ever be broken. 134 receptions in the uh, 65 season, and it's not the 134. That's been eclipsed, but it's the 13.4 catches per game because he only played a 10-game season that uh, probably will never be broken or going to be hard for a guy to break uh, that record. So, All right, we'll be back with more as we continue to get you ready for homecoming. Coming up on Saturday, the Hurricane taking on SMU, and a little bit later on, our homecoming chair for 2022, Kelly Scrivener, will be here to talk about what's happening. And it is, as always, a bunch of stuff coming up this week here at TU. Back with more in a moment from the Rib Crib. This is the Philip Montgomery Radio Show from Learfield. Rib Crib began right here in Tulsa back in 1992. We started off with a single shack and some killer ribs. And now we're proud to offer our slow-smoked barbecue at 10 Tulsa Metro locations. And if you're a fan of the Golden Hurricane, you know nothing goes better with football than barbecue. So whether you're dining in or taking it home, we've got the cue to feed your crew on game day. Stop by or order online at ribcrib.com today. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. 
Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> Great job, honey! Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. <sighs> TU football fans, it's the time of year that we've all been waiting for. Fall is here, and so is TU Homecoming. We hope you'll join us at H.A. Chapman Stadium this Saturday as we take on SMU. Make sure to also join us before the game for the Tulsa Tent Party, taking place on Chapman Commons, all under one giant tent with musical guest Plain White Tees taking the stage two hours prior to the game. Get your tickets now at TulsaHurricane.com or call 918-631-4688. That's 918-631-GO-TU. Everybody's going to South Point. South Point Auto Mall. SouthPointAutoMall.com. Tulsa's known for used cars, trucks, Jeeps, and SUVs. Tons and tons of mix and models, and financing's a breeze. One place, one stop, one of every kind. Low prices, selection, in person and online. Get used cars for less money. Everybody's going to South Point. South Point Auto Mall. Here's the snap, rolling to the right, Warner, Warner, rolling, 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 flings it down the center of the field, and Tulsa gets an interception, an interception by Justin Wright, and we talked about turnovers being important, Tulsa didn't get one until the final play. Oh, like the whole week, we just, you know, our message was just to come out here and execute our defense and get on the roll for the rest of the season, because, you know, obviously we're 2-4 and four right now, but it's, this game was, you know, really just to get back on pace and and just come out here and get our defense where we usually are, you know, rise to the standard. You know, that was uh, obviously the interception by Justin Wright, another one for him, the middle linebacker on the final play. And then Anthony Goodlow talked to us after the game about how well the defense played. As we rejoin the head coach of the Golden Hurricane, Philip Montgomery, and, you know, sometimes we do kind of overdo it on offense, but you really have to give your defense credit, as we mentioned in that first segment. But they did a very nice job. Yeah, they, they played their tails off all game. You know, I thought Anthony Goodlow really had an exceptional game. Just some of the effort plays that he made throughout. I mean, there's one where, you know, Warner escapes the pocket and Anthony chases him all the way down from the far sideline and, and makes the tackle there. Uh, I thought Jaden Simon really had some really significant plays in there. But you look at our linebackers and what they were able to do. We had some some key guys kind of go down and some, some guys had to step in and play and, and – you know, you think about Reggie Ellis and, and stepped in and I thought did really some nice things. Sean O'Keefe had to step in and play significant minutes. And, and again, I thought he played well. So it's good to see those guys continue to step up. Uh, you know those guys that you kind of hang your hat on when you start talking about John Mike and, and, and Justin Wright and Kendarian Ray and those guys that have always shown up and just continue to do that. And, and that's really the backbone and, and like, Anthony Goodlow was talking about there, the, the standard of what it is and what we're trying to accomplish. Well, and, and you know, you, you mentioned that, Anthony Goodlow chasing the quarterback around. And, you know, you, you might not get the sack, but you've, you've forced the throw away, and now it's third and ten or whatever. I mean, I think there were several of those sorts of plays where their young quarterback was just scrambling for his life. Yeah, I thought we did some really nice things in some of our blitz packages and getting guys freed up to allow them to put pressure on the quarterback. And then, again, the coverage down the field, always matters because as he breaks the pocket and things start breaking down receivers start changing routes all of a sudden 
Uh, I thought those guys did a nice job of matching up and keeping guys that way. Ken Darren Ray had six tackles to assist. Tyree Carlisle with six and two. Bryson Powers led you with nine total tackles, seven tackles and two assists. Uh, all three of those guys played well, but I was I was really gratified to see Tyree Carlisle, who you know this year has has been at that cornerback position and missed a game or two. Great to see him really come through. Huh? Yeah, Tyree has really has done a nice job this year of just continuing to grow. Obviously, he had the injury to his hand and had to miss a little bit of time there, but has just worked his way back. I uh, thought he played really well the other night, and just need him to continue to keep doing that because. Uh, you know, obviously, we got a tough opponent. They're going to be trying to sling the, the rock around the field uh, come Saturday, and it's, it'll be a great test for us. And, of course, then Justin right in the middle making the calls, and he's just a banger, you know? <laughs> yes, he is. He is a banger. That, that being said, uh, I guess that was the word of the day over there for yes. the clap. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you know, Justin's more than just that true middle linebacker. He's a guy that plays sideline to sideline. He pressures the quarterback, does a nice job of playing downhill. But as he drops into coverage, he's got a real knack for uh, getting underneath things and, and getting into certain windows and, and really causing problems for quarterback. Well, and he was uh, quite, a, quite a bit on that blitz package, wasn't he? I mean, yeah. he was chasing that quarterback all over the place. Maybe, again, maybe didn't get the sack, but certainly disrupted him. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and getting that ball out quick. And when you're making quarterbacks do that, obviously they're not getting to work through their progressions. They're coming off of one read, and then they're starting to move. Uh, that's always a positive thing for us. All right, so offensively, that last drive of the first half, um, you get to, what was a second and goal from the three? You only got like 15 seconds maybe left in the in the half. I think you've called the timeout, your last one. Uh, take us through the progression and end up with a shovel pass to Ethan Hall. Uh, I'm not sure how many shovel passes we've thrown over the last few years, but that was a great <laughs> that's place. That's the first one. Is that right? It yeah. was a great place for it. Yeah, it, you know, it's a play that we've been working on for a while, and, and it was just seemed like the right opportunity to try to plug that in. But you're sitting there with 15 seconds left. You're on the three- or four-yard line. Um, you know, the biggest thing that we talked about in the huddle was, hey, this is the play that we're going with, but we got to also understand that we want points here. So uh, we're out of timeouts. Uh, with 15 seconds, if we don't get in the end zone, we've got to immediately get lined up. We've got to kill the football and get the opportunity to get our field goal unit up on the field and, and make sure that, that we get points out of it. And so uh, really working two different scenarios in the huddle. I uh, thought those guys did a really nice job of going out and executing that play. And uh, it was good to see uh, Cowboy go ahead and get that one in for us. Yeah, and since it was second down, everybody was aware. You, you did have enough time since it's so mm -hmm. compressed to be – to get everybody lined up and, and spike it if you had to, right? Yes, yes. We felt like we had plenty of time to get that done, but we got to be on the same page, right? Yeah. I don't, when you start trying to do that from the sideline and, and we're not just completely locked in to, hey, hey, if this scenario happens, this is what we're going to do instead of being able to look to the sidelines and then get that and then be able to execute it, then your 15 seconds is running out pretty quick. Well, and then, and then speaking of banger, once he got the ball at the one and was lurching on his way in, boy, he wasn't going to get stopped. I mean, the guy hit him at about the half-yard line. It's like, no, oh, you can't, Cowboy, you can't let that guy stop you, right? You know? <laughs> well, it, offensive line did a really nice job. Chester pulled around on that play and really had a significant block there to kind of really spring him to allow him to, the one guy that's coming in it had it couldn't get a really significant blow on him, and Cowboy just strong enough to be able to finish the 
finish the play for. Yeah, got it done, and the Hurricane took a 14-10 lead into halftime on their way to the win at 27-16 over Temple. We do have homecoming coming up this week. It's SMU Tulsa, 2.30 on Saturday, and we will talk more homecoming. Coming up next with our special guest, that is when we continue from the Rib Crib here at 16th and Harvard, it is the Philip Montgomery Radio Show from Learfield. Hi, everybody. If you're like me, you are busy. Let Reesers help you get some of your time back by shopping Reesers online. Whether in-store or online, you always get the same quality and variety you've grown to expect. You can shop online with your computer, your laptop, or smartphone. Your groceries will be picked up by your own personal shopper. And once you're done shopping, just select pickup or delivery when you check out. And that is it. Shopping online at Reesers is just that simple. It's Randy Pierce with Riverside Ford of Tulsa, and if you're looking for one of the coolest and most powerful vehicles on the market, then you have to come check out the Shelby Super Snake pickup we have. The Shelby Super Snake is a 775-horsepower beast, and Riverside Ford of Tulsa is the only dealer in Tulsa with this vehicle on the lot. Come see us at I-44 in the Arkansas River Bridge or shop online at RiversideFordOfTulsa.com. Riverside is by your side. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Hi, I'm Jackie Newton with Oklahoma Iron, Stuart Mark Gaboda in Okmulgee, Broken Arrow, Muskogee, and SME Sales and Rentals in Bigsby. Our Kubota construction equipment, like the Kubota SSV, might be orange, but it's our mission to always operate using the golden rule. So, for a piece of winning Kubota construction equipment, come see us at one of our four locations. Stuart Martin Equipment. If it's not orange, it's a lemon. Kazasa Cash is a free checking account from Western Sun Federal Credit Union. It allows you to earn up to 2.25% APY on balances up to $25,000, plus no monthly service charge and ATM fee refunds up to $25 per month. For details and qualifications, stop by one of six area locations or online at WSFCU.com. Western Sun Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Two receivers to the right, Epps and Stokes. One receiver to the left to Santana. Out of the shotgun, Bryn. Second and goal from the three. Here's the snap. Bryn, an inside shovel pass. It goes to Ethan Hall. And Hall barges into the end zone. Touchdown, Tulsa. And there is the play we talked about as the Golden Hurricane ended up taking the lead at halftime on the way to the big win over the Temple Owls. We rejoin here on the Philip Montgomery Radio Show coming to you live from 16th and Harvard. The Rib Crib, the original Rib Crib, and it is our pleasure to welcome in uh, Kelly Scrivener, who is the 2022 Homecoming Chair, Class of 2018. Let's give her a round of applause as she's going to talk a little bit of Homecoming. Kelly, how excited are you for this year? We are very excited for this year's Homecoming. Uh, Homecoming is this week, as we've been talking about uh, throughout the show tonight. Um, 
yeah, it's going to be fun. What What are some of the things that may be a little different or most exciting in your eyes? Well, I think the rain today is the most exciting thing. Yes. Because um, that means we get to have our bonfire on Friday night, um, which is probably my favorite thing about homecoming every year. Yeah, and it was a situation where without the rain, uh, the, with the lack of rain, uh, there was a burn ban in effect, and there was a possibility we would not be able to have the bonfire on Friday night, which is just a absolutely a terrific event. And uh, so they lifted it today, right? Yes, so, I sir. mean, are we already, well, we're going to have continuous rain here for the next day right. or so. So we're we're in the clear, is that right? We're ready to go. All right, so tell us a little bit about the uh, alumni honorees because the 2022 Distinguished Alumni, all women for the first time. Tell us about that. Yes, so our Distinguished Alumni, yes, all women for the first time ever uh, is Lisa Stewart, it's Dana Weber, and Rila Askew. Um, those are chosen by... Um, they're chosen by committee, and yeah, yeah, those are our honorees for this year. Um, we're also excited for our J. Pascal Twyman Award recipient, which is Lori Brumbaugh. And our 2022 Mr. Homecoming is our head men's soccer coach, Thomas McIntosh. Yeah, congratulations to Tom. He is Mr. Homecoming, and he's he's been here longer, I think, than I have been here. So, I mean, <laughs> he's been around a long time and has had just a great career, and his team is, I think, 8-2-2 two and two now and ranked 22nd in the country, maybe a little bit better after their win over Temple uh, over the weekend. So that that is uh, huge. Uh, for for him and and certainly he'll he'll be one of the guys lighting the fire now coach uh i don't i'm gonna put you on the on the spot here but is the team gonna be able to come or is that still working on that or what we're, we're working on it i plan on us we've we've attended every year yeah and uh we we still want to make that happen so hopefully it's going to work out but i I'm planning on us being in attendance, yes. Yeah, and I, and I notice whenever the guys come, uh, they're mesmerized, as we all are, by the big bonfire. I mean, that is very special. Obviously, we go through a lot of stuff, uh, all of the award winners and that sort of thing, but when we light that thing, it's pretty special. Yeah, it always is, and it's so fun. This is the one thing during homecoming week that I have really have always tried to get our players involved in because you get to feel – what it's like to be here for homecoming uh, so many times as as football players i will say um, you never really get to experience homecoming until after you graduate and you never know the festivities that are going on and and to walk out there and to see uh, all the great faces uh, all the people coming back former players former students everybody hanging out getting to see their friends that they hadn't seen in so long uh, it's such a great week and, and such a great weekend and so really want them to at least have some small part of that. Obviously, we've got a job to do, and we've got to be focused on that job on Saturday. Uh, but that small window that we get to spend with them is has always been quality for our players in, in our program. Well, and it's a pep rally, too. Yeah, so it gets true. all of the folks there excited to come to the game the next day. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what we want. I mean, uh, this, this homecoming weekend is kind of based around all the things that are going on on campus, but as well as the football game. And so... Uh, to have that pep rally and to get to feel the excitement of everybody being around, uh, that's always beneficial for our players. Yeah, no doubt about it. Kelly, and I'm going to ask you both this. Kelly, what's your favorite homecoming memory? Now, you graduated 2018, so you ought to be able to remember, right? That's true. I should be able to remember. Um, I remember there's a tradition that, the, that we pull out every so often, which is a piano drop where the Student Association, who's a platinum sponsor of Homecoming this right, year, right. Um, they have put on an event a couple times when I was a student where they would get a piano, an old piano, on a very large crane, 
and they would raise it up over Dietler Commons or the old U, <laughs> and they would drop it, but the piano would be filled with these little ping pong balls that had numbers inside of them uh-huh. um, that would like signify prizes. But I remember folks would either run for the ping pong balls to get a prize, or they would run for pieces of the, of the piano yeah. to keep the memento. Um, the, the ivory or whatever. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. But it was always fun to see this like beautiful musical instrument just raised <laughs> up and then just blink, dropped <laughs> and destroyed. Wow. See, I have never heard that before. I've been here a long time. I've never heard of the piano drop. Like, when would that happen? I remember it happened my freshman year. So that would have been 2014. Um, so and I before think it, the bonfire, like a few days before the yeah, bonfire it was or like, something? It was during the week. Oh, okay. Wow. The piano drop. How about that? Now, you were involved quite a bit with student association, right? You were the vice president. So obviously this means this is a special week for you, isn't it? Absolutely. What are are some of the things later on? I mean, obviously we want to talk about some of the uh, sponsors as well, and we want to thank them. Uh, you're, you're involved in it as the chair, so, so tell us about the sponsors. Yes, our sponsors for Homecoming, obviously Student Association is a platinum sponsor. Um, they've been sponsoring the bonfire. They are helping us to build it this week, um, and they've also been hosting events throughout the week for students. Um, they've done an incredible job, and we're excited to partner alongside them. Um, our other homecoming sponsors, which we're very thankful for, is Western Sound Federal Credit Union, Osage Casino Hotel, Joe and Pam Crowder, and then Lori and Terry Brumbaugh. Um, we're very thankful for their support. And so don't forget the pep rally and the bonfire is Friday uh, at uh, Dietler Commons. It's formerly known as the U, and it starts at 8. Now, don't forget that, uh, speaking of Tom McIntosh, Tom's team will be playing at 6 o'clock prior to the uh, bonfire. And so as, as soon as men's soccer beats UCF, then Tom's going to head over and be part of the festivities as as Mr. Uh, as Mr. TU. And uh, and then, of course, you know, we've gotten all the way to, to Friday um and the bonfire, but then at 9 p.m. after the bonfire, TU on tap at Chapman Commons. Um, is that new, or is that something we've we've done for a few years now? We TU on tap is a thing that we usually host after the bonfire. Um, last year, we hosted it for the first time on campus, right? And everybody loved it because you just walk straight over from the bonfire to this after party, essentially. Um, so it's. It's a fun time to not have to worry about transportation. It kind of transports you back a little bit to being a student and just being able to walk around campus and go from one event to the next. And so, yeah, we're excited. We're using the same tent that we're using for the uh, tent party the next day, which is going to be a fun and fancy tent. Um, That's where our 10 and 25-year reunions are going to be as well. And, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Well, and that's all at Chapman Commons at at the end of that, if you will. So a lot of folks will migrate from... Uh, the bonfire over to that, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So those those folks will be going. And, and so, like I say, we, we're, we're hardly done with Friday yet with, this, with the game coming up Saturday. But we do want to remind folks that the TU Letterman's Golf Tournament is going on at La Fortune. I think they still have uh, openings. I know they had a bunch of folks. Last time I talked with Mark uh, Wojciechowski, they had a bunch of folks. But there may be some openings, and you can uh, get up on the website on that as well. And, and, and that's something that's really terrific to see. And, and Coach, I know you probably don't have a chance, but every time I go over to La Fortune, I go over in between the, the two flights. There's a flight in the morning and there's a flight in the afternoon. So if you get there at like 12, 1230, you get the guys coming off and the guys going out. And you see all of those, all of those forward players. It's really pretty special. Yeah, it really is. And I really haven't got an opportunity to, to come over and do that because it's always right in the middle of our meetings and walkthroughs and things that we're doing prior to getting ready to, to go to the hotel and get ready for the game. But, uh, 
you know, just having the former letter winners that are there and uh, getting to renew those bonds and, and those relationships and tell stories on each other and remember the good times and, and uh, kind of talk through, hey, this coach did this to me or this right. is what happened in this game and you remember this happening. And those, those, that's what makes coming back so much fun. Yeah, absolutely, and I know you have, you know, through the week, it doesn't have to be Friday or Saturday, but through the week, there'll be folks coming back and oh, yeah. dropping in the office, right? Well, they'll be dropping by the office, they'll be coming out to practice, they'll, they'll be around, and it's always good to see them and welcome them back home, and uh, for them to come out and get a chance to uh, visit with the guys, get to know them on a better level, because... You know, all of these guys are going to end up being in the same shoes they are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're creating those bonds uh, that cross the generational gaps through that. All put on by the TU Alumni Association. And uh, I'm going to ask, I had heard uh, guys that we were going to have, they were, they were talking about having a car bash. Are they not doing that? Are they do Everybody, Everybody's looking at each other kind of, you know, you know, don't know. So some some years we've had the the car bash maybe in lieu of the piano drop i don't know but but maybe my suggestion was you know get an old get an old mustang you know get a mustang and beat that thing up you know that's a beautiful car but you know that would be the one that we would want to hit okay maybe that's a new post-game tradition <laughs> we, right. we, we had a suggestion drop the piano on the car that, oh, can we just do I like that? that let's get a mustang and then drop a piano on it i oh, like it mustang, i like though. it well, you know, it's got to be an old ratty one, maybe. There you, know? you go. You know, one that's uh, doesn't <laughs> something have any... that's near its near its death right. Anyway. Doesn't have an engine or something like that. So all of that's happening on Friday and Saturday. You know, get up online to kind of get all of the details, especially if you're a grad of TU and you know maybe you were a, a, a graduate of the Petroleum School and you want to find out what's going on with that group. Uh, TUAlumni.com/slash/homecoming for all the details and registration. All coming up uh, Saturday. Kelly, thank you so much for taking the time homecoming chair 2022 kelly scribner thank you thank you kelly scribner joining us here on the philip montgomery radio shows we get you ready for smu coming up on saturday again starting at 2 30 we will see you at h.a chapman stadium this is tu football from learfield Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at Redbud Physical Therapy can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With 15 convenient locations across Tulsa and beyond, contact Redbud Physical Therapy today at redbudpt.com to see a physical therapist. Redbud Physical Therapy, a proud partner of TU Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Golden Hurricane fans in the game. Swab dog. Come on, guys. Meat, bun, swab dog. I can't hear you. Meat, bun, swab dog. Meat, bun, swab dog. Meat, bun, swab dog. Meat, bun, swab dog. Now get out there and get yourself the best dang hot dog that ever existed. Schwab, proud partner of TU Athletics. When you open a crisp, cold Bud Light, you know game day is here. Touchdown! 
You owe me five bucks. We mean every sound. Enjoy responsibly. 2022 Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Introducing new Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda Variety Pack. You hear that? It's seltzer with the pop of soda, all with zero sugar. Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, the loudest flavors ever. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, IRC Beers, St. Louis, Missouri. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Brin out of the shotgun. Prince is the running back. Prince has 127 yards on the ground in the game, and he has the handoff up the middle. Big hole, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. He is in open spaces at the 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Prince. It is 85 yards up the middle, and Prince outraced the two safeties that were going to try to close on him and he took it all the way on the long one i was just thinking just just go just go and don't slow down nobody gonna catch me <laughs> that is Deneric prince talking after the game about the officially 84 yard touchdown jaunt uh longest uh, play from scrimmage all year long for the hurricane on the way to the 27 16 win over the temple owls and uh, rejoined by head coach philip montgomery boy he showed a burst of speed didn't he there huh? yeah he really did i mean uh really nice job up front really had a nice hole for him to hit you know he had another explosive run earlier in the the game and 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 felt like he tried to cut it back a little bit too quick and, and you could hear him on the sideline i just got to trust it i got to trust it i know coach Everett was talking to him about that. So this time when he hit it, whether he saw the two safeties or not, he was just going to hit every gear he had and, and really did a nice job of exploding through the hole and, and got in the open space. And he's got that type of speed that can, can seal the deal. Well, there was a point in that run and probably about Tulsa's 40 where I thought those those guys had angles on him. And then all of a sudden he shot through there. Yeah, he really did. And, and that's what you love uh, to see from him is just trusting his ability, trusting his speed. Too many times... Uh, as a running back, I'm trying to avoid everything that I'm seeing, and sometimes I just need to trust my speed and make those guys come get me. Yeah, absolutely, and a really terrific job. 231 yards of uh, of rushing, and then, of course, the 18-yard touchdown reception uh, as well, and uh, uh, all of that, uh, his best performance, uh, you know, as a, a Tulsa Golden Hurricane and really, really uh, uh, needed by TU. And, again, that, that offensive line, really did the job what did they do so well or what did they do better i thought they really came off the football and controlled the line of scrimmage we got really good movement i thought we were targeted right more times than not uh but more than anything it is just the movement they get i thought they really worked well together i thought we were on the same page we got up to the second level and, and by getting movement on the first level and getting attached to the second i thought Deneric and those running backs really did a nice job of pressing some things and allowing our offensive line the time they needed to get up and then really finding those small spaces. Sometimes they were big, yeah. uh, but finding those areas that they can go attack and try to get through and get to that next level. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, uh, oh, by the way, Keith uh, from, from Phoenix reminds me that the cross-country team on Friday morning is going for yet another American Athletic Conference Championship. Both the men and women Absolutely. are performing, and they're going to go after it again. And, uh, boy, Steve Gully just does such a great job. So we want to make sure we mention that, that they'll be going after it on uh, on Friday mo- morning out at, uh, out at Mohawk. So it should be great. Great for uh, anybody that's a, that's a, that's a Harrier uh, that is a, a track fan. Uh, no doubt about it, he's just done a great job. No, he's done a phenomenal job. And, and just the consistency that he does it with is just 
unbelievable. So make sure you go out there if you if you really want to see uh, uh, the chance for another championship. Okay, a couple of questions from the crowd, Coach. Uh, how do injuries this year, it never seems to be good, but how do injuries this year compare to the recent past? And the comment is, hey, it seems like there's more of them this year. Is that? Uh, yeah, you know, this year we, we've been bit just a little bit. The, the crazy part is, is I, our guys are in great shape, and the injuries that we've had have more than not been ankles or I've, I've, I've got a little sprain knee part things or I've got AC sprains. And, and uh, those are the ones that you can do all the training and all of a sudden you get in a pile and, and something turns the wrong way and, and you just can't stop it, right? Yeah. Uh, especially offensive line-wise, uh, a lot of lower leg injury type things where you're getting rolled up on or you're getting leg whipped or, you know, things just happen down there in the trenches. And so... Uh, we've had a little bit more of the bug this year than we've had in years past. Uh, that being said, uh, I don't think we've had as many significant season-ending injuries uh, as we did last year or the year before. So uh, it's one of those things that you're always going to battle, and, uh, you know, we do everything we can to keep our guys uh, on the healthy side. Yeah, and it, and it seems like every year it's, it's, it's you know, the, the, the – <laughs> The injury du jour, and this year it seems to be ankle. It seems to be the most common injury we've seen this year. One year it was hamstrings, you know, but uh, yeah. but this year it seems to be, you know, guys turning their ankle a little bit. Yeah, we've had more ankle injuries this year, and, and again, there's nothing that you can point at to say, I wish we'd have done this better or that better or whatever it might be. It's just been the way the ball's bouncing on us. And there's a guy getting carted off in the uh, Chicago Bears game today, and uh, it's just a – it's a – I don't want to say dangerous game, but it's a game where people get hurt. You know? Well, it's a physical game, yeah. and, and it's played by physical people and big people. And, you know, every year guys get bigger, faster, stronger. So uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things, I think, player safety, and, and we're probably in the best mode we've ever been in as far as football goes. And uh, we're continuing to uh, find ways to keep the game safe and keep it healthy, and it's such a – such a fun game, number one, but it can teach you so many valuable lessons that are going to carry on with you, not just now, but in the future life. Now, Davis Brin, I think, continues to get a little bit better every game. I thought his ability to move inside the park pocket was better this this week. Was that is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, I think he's getting healthier and healthier each week, and, and I thought he moved better in the pocket, got out of the pocket a couple of different times. And so uh, as his health continues to increase, uh, I think his mobility has continued to grow with that. Hey, I forgot to ask you this question as we take it to break and get to our final segment. What's your favorite homecoming tradition? Was there anything at Tarleton State that was especially interesting? Or? We had a uh, rather large bonfire, too, and uh, that was always the best part. Uh, it was uh, There was a lot of things going on uh, that week, but that was always the highlight for me, and just uh, the size and mass of, of that, that bonfire would get pretty high at times. So, uh, it was always uh, the highlight of homecoming. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll take a break and be back with the final segment as Tulsa gets ready for SMU homecoming as the two teams come in uh, needing a victory. They were both 1-2 and two in the American Athletic Conference. They're both 3-4, and four, so should be a terrific game starting at 2.30 on Saturday. Back with more from the Rib Crib, the original Rib Crib at 16th and Harvard. It's the Philip Montgomery Radio Show from Learfield. 
This is Philip Montgomery, head football coach at the University of Tulsa. When I was playing and got banged up or injured, I really knew how important it was to get top quality care so I could get back on the field and get back in the action. As a coach, when one of my players gets injured, I'm confident that the sports medicine experts at Advanced Orthopedics of Oklahoma will give my guys the best diagnosis, treatment, and rehabilitation. We're glad to have Advanced Orthopedics as the official physicians of the Golden Hurricane. Ask for Advanced Orthopedics of Oklahoma online at AOOK.com. It's always tough finding a place to eat where everyone's happy. Not a problem with Mazio's. Whether you dine in, carry out, or use our hot, fresh delivery, no one offers choice better than Mazio's. Like the best create-your-own and specialty pizzas, pastas, sandwiches, calzone rings, our fresh salad bar, wings, cheese dippers, cinnamon sticks, dessert pizzas, and more. Nobody delivers choice better than Mazio's. First Bank is proud to support TU Athletics and offer the TU Visa debit card. Show your Golden Hurricane pride with every purchase. It's the safest and most convenient way to access your funds, and it's accepted at millions of locations worldwide. You can also manage your TU Visa debit card with card controls, available on the MidFirst mobile app. Visit any MidFirst banking center today or go to midfirst.com slash hurricanes for details. MidFirst Bank, member FDIC. Just imagine you in a luxurious Mercedes cruising the open road in style. Let yourself dare to dream during River Spirit's Mercedes giveaway. The ultimate dream car could be your reality when you play for one of two Mercedes-Benz SUVs. Earn entries daily with your Connect Card for both dreamy car giveaways on October 29th. So what are you waiting for? Dare to dream big and play for your 2022 Mercedes SUV. Only at River Spirit Casino Resort. Here's the snap. The ball is down. The kick, it's on the way. It has the distance, and it is good. And Tulsa has locked this one up. It's 27-16, Golden Hurricane. Yeah, that was at the uh, in the closing moments of the game against uh, Temple. And, and, yeah, as we rejoin head coach uh, Philip Montgomery, and, yes, you had a hammer lock on the game. You're up by eight. But when he boots that through, when Zach Long hits the 39-yarder, and I forget what it is, 20 seconds left or whatever. Uh, that locks it up for you, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. And it was good for him to step out there and hit another big kick for us, hit one earlier in the game. But, you know, Zach has done a good job throughout his career, especially the last two years. And we have so much faith and confidence in him. Uh, but those were big points right there and, and really sealing it for us. Yeah, 27-16 is the final score of the Golden Hurricane. Uh, victorious. And uh, I want to go back to the pregame because we talked about all the stuff that's going on this week in homecoming. But don't forget the pregame. Uh, the tailgating starts at 930 at Chapman Commons. Uh, the live music with DJ begins at 10. The Keelan Bands takes the stand at 11. Uh, the tailgate tent opens to the public with free food and drink, and that starts at 1130, so that's terrific. And the plain white tees will be on Chapman Commons in the concert series, and that starts at 1215 p.m. And uh, just to, just to kind of look forward, Lee Greenwood is going to appear on the 5th of, of November for our next game, our military appreciation game. But the plain white tees are terrific, and they'll be there this Saturday. Game tickets, of course, 918-631-4688. And for details, of course, go to TUalumni.com about all of the stuff that's going on, which leads me to another question from the crowd, Coach. Uh, 
talk a little bit about what it means for the for the athletic director and the in the president brad carson of course the ad rick dixon supporting athletics and making games kind of an experience rather than just a game their support's been vital this year to making a great game day experience yeah they've really done an outstanding job and, and you look at all the renovations that have done to the stadium and all the things that have happened on uh, Chapman Commons and, and uh, the music series and all the things we've done with on Thomas Plaza with the help of Bill and Bob Thomas yep. and, and the kids field there. Uh, there's just so many different things that are going on uh, with the bounce houses and uh, it's such a family-friendly atmosphere, an opportunity to come out, just enjoy the weather, join the being outside and then being able to take on the game and, and being a part of it. I remember even even now, but especially when I first got here, how many uh, men and women came up and said, hey, I used to come to games with my grandfather or I used to come to games with my dad. And, and to, to continue that tradition uh, today, yes, we can all sit at home and watch it on TV, but the live experience of it is completely different. And uh, it is such a family fun uh, atmosphere for those uh, people that are coming and being involved. Oh, absolutely. How many of them said, when I was a kid, I slid down the down the uh, grass hill <laughs> yeah. in the south end zone, right? They all used slid to do down that. And, and they had their own games going on underneath the stands and everything else. But uh, different time, different stage. But now they got their own field over there to play. That's right. That's right. The mini field, the one-quarter field that's uh, just outside the stadium and within the stadium walls. So it's all part of what's happening at the University of Tulsa with the homecoming coming up on Saturday. Tell us a little bit in a nutshell shell uh, about SMU I mean they've had their moments this year they're three and four and uh, you know obviously played TCU they played at UCF which was a tough game for them and then they gave Cincinnati all they could handle in their last game yeah they're they're a tough football team obviously they're very explosive offensively Rasheed Rice uh, is their leading receiver he and and Keelan I think are tied right now yep. in yardage and touchdowns uh, but uh, they do a good job of mixing things up. they got a multitude of backs that they're running at you, but they really love throwing the football, so it's going to be a great test for our defense on that side. As you look at them from a defensive standpoint, a lot of different fronts, a lot of different pressures and coverages. Uh, they change week to week a little bit right now as we're going through them, and so uh, it's going to be a great ball game. And you know how tight these SMU Tulsa ball games have been over the last Oh, 10 years. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, both defenses play hard. You mentioned it, of course, two really good quarterbacks in the game. Tanner Mordecai is good for SMU and obviously Davis Brent uh, for the Hurricanes. So it, it should be uh, quite an affair. Coach, thank you so much. Have a great homecoming week, and we'll see you on Saturday. Hey, thank you. Look forward to everybody coming out. All right, that is the head coach of the Golden Hurricane, Philip Montgomery, and that is the Philip Montgomery Radio Show live from the Rib Crib. I'm Bruce Howard. See you Saturday. On the Golden Hurricane Sports Network from Learfield, live from the original Rib Crib at 16th and Harvard, this has been the Philip Montgomery Show, presented by Rib Crib. Join us next time for another hour with head coach of the Golden Hurricane, Philip Montgomery. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Golden Hurricane Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.